Hello and welcome to another episode of Yusuf Musa's IMO podcast. I believe this is episode eight. How are you guys been? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're getting back to work. I hope you're hanging out with your friends in the sun, enjoying the sun if you're in the UK. And I hope you're not stuck at home in those wood houses that I am in and it's hot boxing with the heat. I'm literally shirtless right now and um, I forgot to... Um, my, my grooming game isn't as consistent, so I'm, I'm like shirtless with real chest hair. So, you know, well, I was supposed to shave it yesterday, but could not be asked, to be honest. One second. Yeah. Um, so I'm sweating right now. And uh, I bought one of those mini fans, which I was waiting to be ordered. Um, and I got it today. And it, it's very small. Surprising pullable, but very powerful at the same time. I got it from Amazon. It had a very high rating. When it comes to those products, you really want to rely on the rating. You don't want to fucking... Like, there's no... There's no reliable market for fan reviews, okay? I just want to say that out of the bat. Unless it's like a Dyson or some fucking, I don't know, Tesla fan. What the fuck? Whatever the fuck it has to be. And then uh, it, this one has sayings in terms of speed. And I was like, oh, man. I, I couldn't record. Let me just backtrack a little bit. I couldn't record. It. Today is uh, 12 of the 8th, 2020, which is meant to be the day where I publish an episode. But I could not record for various reasons and uh, i cannot record on tuesday which is the day i record so i'm recording on a day the episode is meant to come out which i very much apologize for i really do but uh there were several factors behind why i didn't post uh, which i'll get into but one of those factors was the fucking tremendous heat i could not you know handle it it's so fucking hot in here like oh fuck and then i was like fuck it i just i just did um okay i'll get back to why i decided to record I just had to, you know, fucking uh, all that shit. But yeah, hope you guys are doing well. Today is, again, the 12th of the 8th, 2020. Uh, by the way, I've seen, I know the numbers. Listen, I don't want to be a beg here. But I know where my listeners live. San Jose, thank you for listening. Virginia, thank you for listening. Columbus, Ohio, thank you for listening. And the UK, obviously, thank you for listening. France, thank you for listening. You know, thank you so much. Um, so, yeah, just thank you f for listening to the support. And if you're still listening to this, again, thank you. Um, well, how, what did I do today? I, I woke up. Uh, woke up. You just started this out with what did I do today, don't I? <laughs> Jeez, you just delay your podcast for a day and you don't know how the program goes? My God. Um, yeah, that's actually what happened. Uh, so uh, what did I do today? I woke up at one, had breakfast, uh, I had my pills, you know, my vitamins and krill oil and all that shit. Had those. And uh, scrambled eggs, as usual. You know me. I'm autistic. Repeat the same thing. Otherwise, my brain fucks up. I don't know. I listen, I don't know if I'm autistic, but I'm somewhere on the spectrum. If you can't guess based on the previous episodes and based on the way that I started this episode. Um, something's wrong. I don't know what it is. I haven't done the diagnostics, but let's hope it's autism. I don't want to turn out into some fucking bullshit like bipolar or something. Fuck that shit, man. That's a struggle. Um, but yeah, so I woke up, had my breakfast, meditated in the morning, which was great. Uh, meditated outside. Oh, God, that fucking cup of water stinks. Oh, the fuck? I thought it was clean. 
Oh no, it smells like um, ocean water. Ugh. But, uh, so I'm guessing we're going to have this episode without water. Oh, for fuck's sake. Now I'm going to sweat profusely. Okay, so, um, yeah, I had my breakfast, meditated, good meditation. Uh, obviously meditated before my breakfast. Uh, had, uh, had, um, what's it called? And then, you know, just killed some time, you know, watched some YouTube videos and just, you know, and then meditated at 5.30 and then something happened. I'm not going to mention it because it's a private matter, but something happened. I said some shit and then, uh, and it was very rewarding what I said. And I think it's benefiting both parties of the situation. And, um... I just feel pumped. I feel like I'm useful, <laughs> you know? It's hard to feel useful during this pandemic, and especially being the person who's, you know, potentially getting laid off uh, or, or, you know, all that potentially getting laid off, suffering from artistic uh, plateau because of the fucking pandemic and because I'm stand-up and there's no way for me to develop material and because I'm being lazy. Uh, you know, there's a there's these jokes where it's like uh, there's this Mark Norman joke which he tweeted later on was like the moment you realize your issue is not depression it's laziness <laughs> so I'm being lazy because of the heat and because there's no sort of uh, uh, sort of um, there's no excuses but it's like I know I shouldn't have excuses for laziness but because there's nothing to do like what, I'm, I'm gonna write a joke and wait for the next five months to be able to perform it because the venue's all fucking f shut down like well, what's the point man i'll just leave it i've written enough and i just want to test those out but you know it just it, it there is a point to it i think of just writing continuously but at the moment i just don't don't feel it man i've got material that's right i've got issues that are that I want to mention, and I'm gay to try them, but there's no platform to try them. The, the the sort of motivational fuel of, you know, writing 20 bits and only one of them working is enough of a fuel for me, but apparently I can't ha see which one of them is working, so there's no sort of... There's no, there's no reward system at the moment, and I need the reward system, you know? And the reward system is laughter, and unfortunately I can't produce laughter at the moment because of the fucking pandemic. Hopefully based on the current, you know, uh, statistics and the sort of status of the vaccines. Hopefully, we're on the phase three in Oxford at the moment. Bang, bang, bang. Uh, and, and in Melbourne, it's, we're, we're on the phase three. And then potentially in September, there'll be a vaccine and hallelujah, I can perform. But right now, I've written a lot of jokes. I just want to try them out. I can't. It's a creative plateau as well because I haven't thought of anything funny re recently. But there's one joke in my head which I haven't, you know, but it's still in my head at the moment. I still haven't given it the the sort of, you know, the the, the typing treatment, but it's in my head. So I'm and I know if it's a good joke because it's been in my head for a week and I still haven't put it right because there's no motivation. I've read like twenty jokes and I need to try them out. Okay, and all I want is five minutes. Listen, it's it's a bad thing. Don't do what I'm saying. I'm just explaining why I'm doing it. Okay, just don't do it. Hustle, hustle, fucking hustle, man. Especially during this economic crisis, just hustle. So, um, meditated on at five thirty, and then had a 
somewhat of an experience with something which will forever be a private matter that fueled me, which made me feel useful, and uh, which I haven't felt in a while. And I was like, hey, fuck it, let's just let's just record this. Also, while I was meditating, I'm going to say this for for certain. Um, I was seeing images. I'm seeing images when I meditate, guys. It's fucking weird. I don't want to see. I don't want to. Uh, I sound like a hippie. I really do sound. I'm seeing images, and um, based on uh, what the images that I saw, it was just a clown face, and um, and then there's just you know the, the image of testicles. So I think the clown is telling me, "Where are your balls, man?" You know. That sort of thing. What? What the? I don't know. There's a uh, police. Um. So that sort of thing. But which I'll get to why I, I got that in the sex. So it was sort of like a subconscious message. I know. I know. Um. I know. There's such things like that. You know. Joe Joe Rogan once had a sort of, although not on the same level. I don't know. This. I know. I'm a tragic. Joe Rogan had like a DMT trip. And uh, one time he saw these like leprechauns giving you giving him the middle fingers, like, and it was um, it was basically them telling him to stop taking himself seriously, you know. So maybe, maybe that was a similar sort of energy transferring to me, but not like don't take yourself seriously, more of like have the balls and just have the courage to talk about uh, stuff. You know, and the stuff that happened to you this week. Now, what happened was um, on Monday, uh, on Tuesday, which is the day I was meant to be recording. Uh, the reason why I didn't record, which I'll get into right now. Right now, on Monday, uh, my mom found my Instagram page, and um, you know, me being Muslim, and uh, you know, Muslims no pork, no alcohol, no cigarettes, and all that shit. Me being Muslim. Um, she saw a picture which I didn't intend to post. I did not intend to post it. It was more of a, if you go on my Instagram, it was a picture of me hanging out with my friends at Nanda's, and then the second image was me at a bar playing Operation. And right in the picture was it was like a pint of cider next to me. Now, so I'm 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 cool, you know drinking in front of my super religious parents and that was troubling you know very troubling you know and then i was like how the hell how the hell am i gonna get out of this now I've, you know I've, I've done good thing and they went from my podcast and good thing they didn't go through all of it you know fucking good thing because otherwise i'm gonna be, I'm gonna be kicked out of the house um, yeah, maybe maybe God's on my side. I highly doubt it since I've been sinning a lot. Um, so I made it out just to lessen the damage. It was more of me trying to save myself. Although I am ashamed of it, but I had to lie. I made it out as if, oh, I was only tasting it and I had pineapple juice next to me. And um, so that was, that, was, that was the lie that I had to cure. And it still was catastrophic, and it made my mom cry, and it ruined the sort of trust barrier that we had. But that I, I feel bad for myself for the fact that I had to lie and all that shit. And they also listened to my podcast, and they they weren't okay with most of the content, and they were trying to you know censor some of the stuff that I say. And 
that happened on Monday, and I was like, yeah, maybe you're right, because, you know, you know about when it's like brown families, I don't know about, maybe I think minority families in general, if if someone, it goes on, if if there's one bad seed, it represents the image of the whole family, you know what I mean, and I admit I'm a bad seed, I, I am, I'm not. I don't. I've never claimed to be like a sort of messiah for my family. Never, never will, and never have. In fact, I'm a comedian. I'm trying to, you know, start a career in comedy. Well, means that I'll never be the messiah, or the sort of uh, crowning figure, the crowning jewel of the family. You know, it's it's a sort of um, it's a sort of life where I'm like, in like right now, I'm living a life where. You know, my mom loves me and all that shit, but will, will she love me for the shit that I'm going to say on stage? You know, it's, it's that sort of line that I, that I tread every day. You know, it's a struggle. So, um, because of that, and because I don't want to, I don't want to let my mom die with the thought that I betrayed her as a son. And you let my parents die with the thought that I betrayed them as a son. I've decided to cut on all drugs and alcohol. I'm never going to smoke weed. I'm never going to smoke alcohol because I've already had enough of it. I know what the experience is at the moment. And I think it's a better part for me in the future as well. I've decided to cut all of that. You know, because... It just feels stupid now that I'm doing it. Just the recurring element of it. It just feels stupid. I don't see... Like, maybe there's a benefit comedically, but that's just because I'm an amateur and, you know, anything to make me silly is good. But I understand that throughout the period of, like, when, because I'm 20 and my cerebral cortex, I'm fully conscious when I'm 25, that's when my cerebral cortex fully develops. I'm going to take this opportunity to just be as as, as, as straight edge as possible. Um, not No, not as straight edge as possible, because that's me saying all well, potentialities of failure. Me being a straight edge, uh, me being a straight edge, and then try and try and s- develop the language because it is a language. It's like you know when they people say that you can't learn; it's tougher to learn a new language if you're above the age of twenty-five. That's because your cerebral cortex hasn't been fully developed. And um, so I'm going to take this chance of just developing my art for me be as introspective as possible because that's all i have honestly i don't i don't have i don't think i'm capable of the all oh, muslim family this muslim family that and white family this i don't know i don't um I, I think i can do those jokes and maybe if i find a good one i'll say it but i, I don't think i'm that's the humor that i want i want i want a humor that that is more that it, as 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 introspective as it can get, uh, uh, that's the humor I'm striving for. And whether it leads to Muslim family, this Muslim family, that it just has to be as introspective as I can get it to be. And I think the best way to do that is by being straight edge, you know, just being no alcohol, no weed, no nothing, and just suffer, you know, suffer through the anxieties and depressions and just moments and not try and go to a form of escapism for it you know or for a temporary it's not an escapism it's a temporary shutdown and then 
later on you get to deal with it. I, did, I think I, I go suffer through these through this. Um, so in the next five years, I'm gonna be as straight edge as it can fucking get. Because not only f- is it for me and for my art form, but because um, for my for my parents. Not just the next five years, hopefully forever. I don't know, but right now I'm just saying next five years. I don't know what kind of mindset I will have in the next five years, but for the five years, I'm farming it. No more, you know, drugs, no more anything. You know, I'm not going to try it until later on. Um, Because I've done everything. I've done the acid, I've done the weed, I've done the alcohol. The rest is just, you know, apart from... Like mushrooms and acid both have the same effect. So apart from that, I've just I've just done it. I've experienced it. I'd rather be someone who experienced it and decide to not do it than be the sort of uh, someone who hasn't experienced it in their life and they die without experiencing it. It's like I'd rather be that. And I think that's a bad position in my opinion. Obviously, my parents will disagree. And if you're hearing this, I f- f- fully apologize. But I decided to rather be there. I think that's the decision that I've decided for my life. It sounds pretentious, but I hope you guys understand. So in order for me to develop the full language of, of comedy and the art form for me to... Because to, I feel like after the age of 25, that's it. I've already set. I've already found my voice. Hopefully I haven't. Hopefully my voice always changes. But I'm guessing. I've never, I've never seen comedians whose voice changes after they found it. So, you know, fuck it. Let's just let's just enter the hell. You know, fuck it. No more. No more. No more. No more. Drugs and alcohol. No more of that. You know, I've decided on it. I feel like that's the safer. That's the better, better compromise for my life. And overall, I think it just it's just better for me. For, for my artistic choice have I explained that and so to sum it up that's it you know that's what happened on uh, to me on Monday which is you know getting caught and then the idea of them trying to tell me oh stop censoring there was stuff you, know, you mentioned the family secrets and the family business and you know stuff like that which you know I've, they've already had I'm not going to delete the episode I'm, I'm sorry I'm not because that's just work that I put in, and in terms of editing and timing and just the neuroticism of it, I'm not going to get rid of that. It's like, I'm not, I'm just not. It's a wrong thing to say, I know, but it's just, I'm not doing it. Because I'm stubborn and I'm a dickhead, I guess. But the, the knowledge is, it's just because I don't, I don't think I want to do that. Just I don't because this is meant to be like a weekly diary, and of course I'm going to be less in the future because they have a good point of view. But previous episodes, it was a mistake. I admit it, but I don't regret it. You know, like the dealing with crazy episode where I'm, you know, fuck it, I'm going to even highlight it. <sighs> Just listen to the episode, and if you want to understand, but you know, so. Yeah, I know it's a mistake, but I don't regret doing it. I'm not saying I'm going to... So, I was dealing with the sort of struggle for this podcast ever since Monday and Tuesday, whether 
how am I supposed to approach this after how I get, I get, you know, censored just because my family now know about the podcast and they've listened to a couple of episodes and not fully, thank God, but how am I supposed to approach this without potentially, you know, paying, paying my dad at risk of a heart attack, you know, because he has cholesterol issues. So that was the issue Monday till studio that I was dealing with and I didn't have an answer and I don't have an answer to it as well right now but I had this uh, meditative experience on like literally at 5.30 meditate outside because it's so hot in the home and I got this sort of message which is like just smiley face and, and balls and it was like I know this may sound weird. I sound like I'm a crackhead, but this is what happened. I'm being honest here. And it's like balls, and so it's basically this clown face telling me, "Where are your balls? Just do it." And I'm doing it right now with the, uh, you know, sense with without the censorship. No, no, I'm not like censoring myself. I'm still saying "fuck you" and still admitting to stuff. And, all that shit, but I'm just going to be more careful about the stuff that I say in the future, you know, it's not, it's not like, oh, I got me too, or I got cancel culture, it's like, it's like, I understand the severity of me mentioning stuff in the future, so I'm just going to talk about myself, you know, understand the issue, and they're both right, like I said, I know it was wrong, but I don't regret it, which is why I'm keeping the previous episodes. And then, um, so yeah, I'm just doing it for the sake of, you know, just because I want to prove to myself that I have the balls to just go back to this episode and talk, you know? Um, and I also, I took this sort of, also what really helped me solidify my thought process behind this. I don't think this is the re- a reason. I still don't know why I'm recording this still, but I guess... I have to do it. It's an odd to you. Like, I'd rather piss off five people, even though I'd rather piss off. Like, it's more of a. You know, when when Ricky Gervais hosts, hosts the Golden Globes, and um, he said, Well, I'd rather. I'm doing it for, for the people watching, not for the celebrities. You know, because they're already living. Uh, well, that sort of thing. So it's more of a, you know, I'm 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 a servant to you guys. This podcast is a form of like me entertaining you guys. It's, it's for you, you know. So I'd rather please the, the many than than just family members, you know. Um. So yeah, I guess I guess that's it. So generally, just please the many than just the family members and just have the balls to do it. I am, I'm sorry if this takes away your trust from me. Well, listen, then I'm I'm, I'm sorry, but I got a, I got now control by say. Uh, well, not really control what I say, but, like, I, how do I say this in a way where 
my your trust towards me isn't isn't hampered with because I'm still going to give you my formal self, but at the same time I'm not going to mention private family matters that are fresh. Maybe in like next five months or three months I'll mention this stuff, but at the moment no, fuck that shit. You know, family's family, but at the same time. I don't give a shit if what I'm saying right now will affect the image of the family and what I said in my previous podcast because you guys are the audience, you know. You guys are the are the people who I'm trying to entertain, and that's a, that's a, a sacred bond that I also have to re- have to respect, you know. So you know, what I mean. So how how do I phrase this? Uh, how do I phrase this in a in a in a in a way where it sounds like my trust with you guys hasn't been hasn't been you know tampered with? Like your trust towards me, I'm not gonna like. Okay, this is the best way to say it. If the first from episode one to seven, it was me giving hundred percent of myself. Um, now I'm gonna give ninety nine point. Uh, 99% you know just know that I promise that to you guys um so yeah that happened on Monday and Tuesday and then I wasn't planning to record still because I was struggling with the identity that I'm supposed to present if I'm supposed to sort of not say everything and I guess that's the improvement of me as a human being. It's a part of improvement. If you don't respect that, then I'm sorry you can no longer listen to these episodes. Um, But, you know, um, please respect it. Um, That's all I'm asking. And please understand my point of view in this. And and if you don't, then I'm sorry. I'm I'm not a people pleaser. And... If I'm not angering people, then I'm not doing my job. That's a great indicator. Look at me acting like my podcast is a big shit. But for the people that are listening, you know, for the, for the at least 24 potential listeners and downloaders of this podcast. You know, um, so yeah, that happened. And I struggled with recording on Tuesday. And today I had that meditation experience and then... After that, I had a, somewhat of a profound experience where it made me feel like a useful human being. And I was like, fuck it, i got to record. And that profound experience as a family member, I'm, I won't, I don't want to say it right now because it's private mouth. So fuck you. Um, so, yeah. And then um, week, uh, on the weekend, obviously, I had work. Work was chill. Very chill. Very funny as well. Just having jokes with 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 the uh, with the managers. One of my managers, her boyfriend is a uh, is uh, Lebanese, and um, what's it called? Uh, she brought me into her office, and she uh, showed me uh, pictures of the explosion in Lebanon and all that stuff. Which she just wanted to have a conversation about because obviously um, her family, you know, like the relationship is tight enough for her to call her boyfriend's family her family. Uh, that. Um, 
that whole uh like she she just wanted to show it to me and all that shit and then uh we, we immediately like me being a middle eastern i don't you know i know how middle eastern behave and she's um eastern european romanian i think or yeah romanian or bulgarian i don't know i'm sorry my thing is romanian I'm, but i'm 80 percent sure that's romanian i'm sorry guys um we had this conversation and then and, uh actually she, she could be Eastern European. Um Yeah, so we had this conversation and uh what's it called? We had the bomb and I was like, it doesn't look like oh I just had conversation with it, it doesn't look like a bomb. Yeah, but he doesn't. Actually now I'm putting my friend my manager's job security at risk. But then it is a political opinion. So the fuck it's and uh, I doubt Anyone at work is gonna is gonna snitch. Ah, God, fuck this shit. You know we're going, we're rolling. And then um, it was funny because she was like, "I think, I think." Listen, no, it's not. Fuck off if you fire off for that shit. Fuck off, fuck you. Because considering the state of the geopolitical state at the moment, considering that Israel's trying to get bits of Lebanon back. Uh, to back or just trying to take bits of Lebanon, she said, "I think Israel was involved in this bombing because that explosion was pretty fucking big." Now I don't know if it was, but it's highly probable that it was, and she believes it's highly probable, despite the fact that it was sort of a natural. Well, not a natural is a bit counterintuitive, but it happened. Like there's some, there's there's um, it just happened. There's no one to blame for it. That's what I'm trying to say. But it could be. You know, those places, that place has been there for years. And fireworks and explosions. So maybe, you know, because it looked like a fucking mushroom cloud. It genuinely looked like a mushroom cloud. And the, uh, listen, I'm a victim for it on my last episode, False Press 11, because I thought Israel was involved. You know, like, do you blame us? Fuck off. But coming from an Eastern European, I was like, okay, it was funny because, you know, you've, you convert to, um, like, you, we fully converted you. <laughs> you know, that whole Arab blame Israel <laughs> sort of thing. Um, blame Israel on everything sort of thing. <laughs> so, yeah, we're victims of that. You know, I'm sorry. Enemies and enemies. If you live in the Middle East, you understand. And if you're friends with Middle Easterns, then let them teach you. And if you're not, then I'm teaching you. We blame Israel on everything. Uh, uh, so, pretty much that's it. Um, Plus, I doubt anyone at work is listening to this apart from Shanika. So, Shanika, what's up? Uh, unless Shanika's not listening. I doubt Shanika's listening. <laughs> Um, so that happened. I found it very funny that, you know, someone got converted into the conspiracy realm of blame Israel and America for everything. You know, I lived in a, if you don't, if you haven't read my podcast description, I lived in a Hezbollah occupied territory, you know, and, uh, and, uh, you know, that's just the mentality of it because also Hezbollah is like, you know, the, um, the enemy, <laughs> the main enemy, like if you want to go 2006, war on in September uh, 2006, you know, it's not your history, no, your geopolitical history. I lived there for seven years and went to a, the sort of Sunni area, you know, being, me being a Shia, 
went to a sunny area and uh, it, was, it was still tense but it was a much more quiet area but there was there was some tension there because it was like uh, the, the other extreme of the Shias was present in there no, I don't know hey, like I want like Hezbollah was able to as a terrorist group but at the same time I'm kind of on the George Khan sort of quote which is uh, an Israeli war criminal is called a general and a Middle Eastern war criminal is called a terrorist you know so and there's a, there's a certain that's what the West tries to label people as and George Khan's right they're just war criminals <laughs> both sides so it doesn't fucking matter. Um, I'm not. So I'm just wanting to know that I don't defend Hezbollah whatsoever, but I do understand the necessity the necessity for their existence. Like me being a Shia, like you need some safeguarding for Shias in Lebanon, considering the uh, historical civil war that happened there. Like it's a very multi ethnic uh, area. You got the Druze, you got the Sunnis, you got the Shias, you got the Christians. That's what Lebanon is like. I don't know if I mentioned this before in the podcast, but Lebanon is more like, um, imagine a tornado goes around the world and it picks up all the good things and the bad things and um, then just lands in this one pizza-shaped looking geographical section in the Sham area, which is the Syria and the Lebanon and Palestine and Israel, just in that area. And um, it just lands there. So you get the good parts, you got like a... You know the toleration of Marxists and gays, and you got and like you got a fucking immense amount of toleration. You got like a Marxist pub over there. You got like a Satanist pub on the left. You got people partying on the right. You got a gay pub over there, and then and then you walk two blocks. There's a mosque. You walk two blocks to the left. There's a there's a church. You walk two blocks to the right. There's probably nah, not gonna lie. They hate Jews over there, considering Israel. But like it's similar to that. So it's a toleration, but at the same time, it's mixed with uh, extreme people like Hezbollah, like the 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 Salafis, the, the Sunnis, and so the, the, uh, Hezbollah, and then um, Nabi Hibiri, who was Nabi Hibiri, who was uh, the parliament leader of of Lebanon, and then ran away with ten million dollars. I knew his son, by the way. I knew Nabi Hibari's son, he was a friend of mine in the, the secondary school that I went to in Lebanon called Al Kothar. And, uh, you know, he was a chill guy, very, very interested in sex, being <laughs> once, uh, which is uh, sort of understandable if you consider the age that me and him met, <laughs> which was at the age of 14 or 13. And, you know, we were friends. And he was a chill guy, but. Obviously, his capacity for destruction was 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 known thing. Like he's a dangerous man. Hopefully, he's still, probably is still a dangerous. Like his son is probably still a dangerous man, considering his his uh, his uh, sort of a mentality, and you know, which is unsurprising, considering the fact that his father stole ten million dollars from the treasury of Lebanon. You know, so that as well. I knew him. Uh, so yeah, that's Lebanon in a nutshell—a tornado where that gathers up all the good things and the bad things about the world and just sends it into this small geographical section of Earth. Um, 
you know, tolerance mixed with extremism, um, great food mixed with, uh, mixed with a sort of, what's the opposite of great food? Mixed with a a human tendency to destroy landmarks. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it is a tense area and I wish Lebanon the best. Please donate to any, to the Red Cross and other, uh, NGOs, non-governmental organizations, uh, who are helping out with the Lebanese cause, please do. I, d- I donate five pounds to the Red Cross. That's all I can do at the moment. But yeah, just donate. They people need you over there, and they have an economic collapse. Their government is 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 uh, withdrawing. I think it withdrew yesterday. Uh, the prime minister withdrew, withdrew, and a bunch of other ministers withdrew. Uh, like just please. Do help out the Lebanese people. Anything you can do would help. Um, go on. Yeah, I don't know any specific links, but just go on, search up online for the most sort of backed up one. Um, you know, there, there, there is a sort of charity-based rating system. Uh, I forgot what it's called. But there is. So go on the best one you can find, donate, and then go on Instagram. I mean, the Red Cross is pretty good. So I know the Red Cross, I was... I was first aid trained by the Red Cross as a little kid when I was seven in the Kothar school, which was a private school where they ended up separating the men and women at the age of, after you reach year seven and very religious. And it was a part of, uh, it was a strange school because it was the bus drivers were also elite members of the Hezbollah army. The Hezbollah party, and the, they they disguise themselves as bus drivers. It's, it's a crazy. I've lived a crazy life, guys. No wonder that you've you've lost it till the eighth episode. I've lived a fucking crazy life. So, um, every time there was a bus driver, every time the bus driver wasn't present, they'd say the dog ate him. But in reality, it was him going on a training camp with with his troops, uh, or like a routine training camp with his troops. So, mm, you know. Uh, which is safe because let's say a civil war breaks out, we know the bus drivers are here to protect this big man. Um, so yeah, like the most humble-looking ones, and in in in, in uh, like the most humble-looking bus drivers usually were the ones who have elite elite positions. Um, so yeah, that's that. Uh, where was I? What started this? Yeah, the Lebanese sort of thing. Um. I love Lebanon. I, I, I love it. it. It's it's you know me being of Iraqi blood, but me being only there for like me being in Iraq for like two months, I still consider myself as an Iraqi. But deep down, I know I'm more Lebanese than I am Iraqi because I grew up there for ten years. But genetically, I am an Iraqi. But then again, fucking geographical position doesn't matter. You're just part of of a oneness of humanity, you know. So I don't think that matters. No, this is. I hate. I think this is great. I don't know. It come. I don't listen. You know the gist of this podcast. I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth for the next five minutes. So yeah, that all stemmed from my manager who you know talks about Israel and all that shit. Um. Then on uh, Friday, what happened on Friday? Oh yeah, Friday I applied for because I'm getting laid off. I, I applied for um, a virtual sort of uh, sales associate at Harrods, 
which I hopefully I get, and hopefully there's part-time positions available, but it's basically me. By the way, I'm not. it's not been fully confirmed that I'm getting laid off, so there's potentialities, because, you know, I mentioned I have a secret weapon in the I'm Fired episode, and let's hope it works. Um, through the private consultations that I've been having with my with my private consultation manager and all that shit. Um, so Friday, what happened was I applied for a virtual concierge role, which is what it's called, but it's just a virtual sales associate where I just call people and tell them, hey, you haven't shopped at us for a while, you've got a black card, like a black tier card, which means you've spent like, I don't know, 5000 for the past year. I think that's the number. Um... So, yeah, that happened, and, uh, applied for that, contacted the person who I have my virtual, uh, consultation meetings with, who's also, you know, as mentioned before, was, or if I haven't mentioned it, or whatever, who's also my, one well, my senior manager, so it's great to have that sort of relationship with, and today I also got the, uh, booking appointment for my second consultation meeting, which will happen on Wednesday, uh, three o'clock. So yeah, um, that happened, and then um, Thursday I went D and D as usual, and um, went D and D, and uh, some crazy went D and D, and now the per- the house that I go to is my my mate Casey's house. It also has a tin motor called Bryce. Now Bryce is the biggest pothead I know, extremely. Like he's just a, he just smokes every fucking day. It's crazy. Like, this is where I was like, this is the day where I was like, yeah, smoking is not worth it. And me deciding to finalize the idea, which today, which is me going fully sober, just goes with the struggle, no matter what. Um, I'm saying it as if I'm like, but D and D, we took a rest in the D&D where you're HB and you know I'm a monk and my key if you know anything about D&D your key which is what you use to sort of cast magical uh, punching powers resets and within those breaks we smoked a blood like six of us and then uh, he rolled in we said a Bryce not Casey Bryce is, uh, which is Casey's twin brother and then we have D&D we have another break and then we smoke again. So that's two blunts ready. Six puffs from each blunt. Not blunt. R- r- rolls, I'd say, because there was not much tobacco in them. And then the D&D session ends. And this guy rolls two. And like a savage, he rotates them around opposite directions. And I'm smoking and he's like, every time we meet. And then he, when it reaches, he waits for the first one, waits for the second one, and one, two, one, two, one, two, and then <laughs> it's the most savage shit I've ever seen in my life. Jeez. And you know what's funny? Like, I never knew. I've never been to a white guy's house, like a British guy. The mom passes by without care in the world of them just smoking till their lungs become 
a ton, a pound of cotton without her care. And she says, guys, we're cooking steak. Like, to the, to the, to the, so, to, to the children. Obviously, she doesn't pick a proper steak for us because, you know, steak is expensive. And obviously, you know, we're just here as a hospital and we're here to play the antique to value your food. I didn't get offended by it. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, but, um, yeah. So, the mum is like watching them spark weed casually without giving a shit. And the fucking, the fucking mum is helping them out with the munchies. Do you realize how crazy that is? Do you realize how blessed that is? Do you realize why we hate white people? Because they get away with that shit. It's crazy. Okay, maybe people in the black community like Jamaicans get away with smoking weed, but not like mass and just share it and with everyone and roll like, what was it? So one, two, three, four. So four, eight. So four times three. So that's 12 puffs. Well, not 24, then double that. So there's 24 puffs of weed in one day. I was stoned. I was so fucking stoned. Like, Jesus Christ, I was so fucking stoned. But then I ended up at home. And, um, so I've, I've, listen, I've done, I've done it all. What's next? Ayahuasca? I'll probably, listen, I'll probably do ayahuasca, but that's when I'm like, that's why I'm saying after 25, I'll probably do that shit. That's the only drug that I'm interested in taking after a while. Alcohol, fuck that shit. No need. The aftermath is depressing for me. Um, weed, I'm just like, I'm lazy the next day. Um, you know, unless I, like, and then, and uh, my, I, I feel like a lot of, a lot of, I don't know if it's to blame, but just the laziness of it is preventing me from triggering the creativity. Like, I don't know weed makes you crave, but weed only makes you crave once you, like, here's how George Carlin makes jokes. He just writes uh, while he's sober, and then once a month, he just has a blunt. And then sees the funny thing within the what he wrote. So you have to have the work done before you smoke. So it's not like, oh, that's comedic-wise. I don't know about what uh, the rest of it, but comedic-wise, that's how it works, in my opinion. And, and that's what Joe Rogan does as well, which is like, right, and then smoke a and then put the punch like, You can't... You can't expect to get... A funny joke without you having to put the work before I'm, you know. And I think that's with painting and all that issue, or some any form of creative. You have to put your sober reality into it, and then see what the altered mindset decides to put in. And I don't like that. I don't want to like the fact that I'm, I, I rely on that. I don't want to rely on it. I just don't. So I decide, you know, let's just develop this language on our own and be more comfortable with our own skin rather than going in with like a shot of tequila to stage or like with a blunt while you're high. Fuck that shit. I want to do it sober and just develop the language. Just like, because right now between the age of 20 to 25, I don't expect to be a great comedian. I just expect to master the instrument. Like just, you know, the art never changes, but just have a grasp of who I am and what, what angle I'm taking these jokes with, you know? So, yeah, rather than relying on some sort of substance to alter my reality, you know, that's what I want. And I've done everything so far, so fuck it. 
I'm not going to do heroin. I'm not going to do cocaine because, you know, I, I, I was already addicted to caffeine. And caffeine is, yeah, yeah caffeine is um, a sort of, it's in the, the same umbrella term as caffeine. And, and I've already smoked cigarettes. And, 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 like, I smoke cigarettes from time to time. And, like, you know, fuck that shit anymore. I don't want to be as introspective as a kid. Because escaping from it makes it even worse. Like, I just want it to be within me not rely on some sort of substance to get it, you know? It's kind of like, um, the reason why Jerry Seinfeld wrote a joke. Like, the reason why Jerry Seinfeld doesn't swear is because he wrote a joke with the F word in it, and he realized that the joke is only funny because he put the F word in, not because the whole joke is funny. So he decided to not put the F word in his joke. It's kind of like that, but in more of a mindset sense. You know, like, I don't want to rely on it. I just want to perfect my craft while I'm straight edge. I'd rather do that until the age of 25 and hopefully later on. So that's pretty much it. Um, That's my day on D&D and Wednesday podcast was posted and I've got nothing much to say. Um, Yeah. Sorry for the episode not being that long. Well, I haven't read that much, actually. I tried to read the Bob then. Oh, my Switch came back from warranty. What happened was the Joy-Cons were releasing without the push of the button. So, yeah, now that came back from warranty. Oh, yeah, I visited my uh, brother-in-law's house and his family on Sunday. I knew I was missing something. Visited them, and it was... I, I re- I was like, oh, fuck. You know me with my brother-in-law's family. I just don't enjoy it that much because, unfortunately, my brother-in-law is a boring human being. And I don't know if my brother's yelling. He's playing 2K. If you can hear that, sorry. But so the rest of his family doesn't seem interesting to me. If, if, if this is the impression, his mom is great. I love his mom. But him as a person is just a fucking boring human being. I don't find him that interesting. And he's very... Uh, let's not get into family issues. But, um... So, I, I come in on Saturday after work. And my dad tells me... Um... Uh, what's it called? He tells me, you have to come. You have to come. Like, this is a family sort of requirement you have to come so because of my dad i went because my dad asked me to i went and um on sunday i was planning to not go because i woke up on sunday so fucking depressed like so fucking depressed because i was being forced to do something that i didn't want to do i I was being forced to not be myself and i was tired as well not much sleep spent like till two o'clock playing apex with my mates which by the way occupied 90 percent of my week well not 90 70 percent of my week from episode to episode so far and you know what? i'm gonna go to apex my my apex game is lit uh 70 percent of my week was on apex so i woke up pretty depressed i was like it felt forced i was doing it i was like i don't want you i'm not a people person man i'm like that what sebastian maniscalco said that joke where he's like i'm like a cat when there's company around, you have to find me and force me out. You know, that's who I am as a person. And I was like, fuck it. I need, I need, I was depressed. And then my lunch was at one on Sunday. 
and then I decided to have my food and um, had like um, prawn, uh, prawn, what's it called? Um, sauteed prawns. I don't know what it was, what was the actual name of it with some fried rice, fried white rice. Um, and then I had that and uh, yeah, what happened then afterwards uh, was I had a cup of tea and you know, tea, tea, caffeine, like that's the only thing that I can drink from now and then when I feel like a crash is gonna happen and when I feel I'm lacking energy so I have my tea and then my endorphins just shut up like it was crazy my endorphins just shut up and I was like I get a text from my and I was happy he's like fuck yeah I'm going to my brother-in-law's house and visit their family and it's gonna be great it's gonna be great so I text my sister she's like hey if you don't because the problem was um our car can only fit uh five people and six people were coming to visit six of our family was coming to visit so i had to be forced to go back through train and that was the headache of it like me going off to work an extra journey to some area i've never been in and then go back home now that was the bullshit part of it and then also just the idea of just visiting people. I'm not a people person, man. I, I can talk to you, but I'm just like, I'd rather not talk to you, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, I can talk to you and have jokes with you and we'll have fun, but I'd rather just be on my own, <laughs> you know, and just leave me alone. Uh, I, can, I can handle being alone. Like, I, I enjoy being alone. But, um... So I'm happy and giddy and on break time. I get a text from my sister. I was like, listen, if you don't, if you feel like not going, because I know it's a trek, you know, just don't go. We're not forcing you and all that shit. But my dad was forcing me and I did give my dad my word as well. So that also played into the facts. But I was like, no, I'm going. I'm happy. I'm going. You know, fuck it. I am going. And then um, I go for happiness, full throttle and... I enjoyed the heck out of the evening. I really enjoyed the day. I was like, oh, fuck it. Maybe I need to drink more tea. <laughs> no, that's funny. Me blaming the uh, the fact that I have fun on the tea rather than the company that I was with. But no, I was with, um, like, I enjoyed it. I just enjoyed it a lot. And, um, yeah. It was surprising the fact that I enjoyed it. Uh, his sister made tiramisu, like his older sister, and I didn't have that much of a conversation with uh, with my brother-in-law, you know, because um, you know what's funny. One time, what this happened yesterday. With this, they were going to pray. I couldn't pray because I wasn't like it wasn't like tahara. Like I, I peed without washing my willy, and uh, so while. Well, me and my brother, my brother found a little ball, and then my brother-in-law, now my little brother nutmegged my brother-in-law, and my brother-in-law still remembers the fact that he got nutmegged, so well, he's pretty competitive, even to a fucking 13-year-old, so, so they're having like a nutmeg competition while my brother-in-law's dad and my dad are praying in the garden, and they're having a nutmeg competition, and then... What my sister's messaging me. One second. And then, um, one second. Toby John sends me. 
Uh, let's see what this text message is saying. But, um... And then, wait, they're having an ultimate competition. And then... Ah, oh, lol. Uh, they're having a nutmeg competition, and then, um, while my brother having a conversation with me, like, the nutmeg competition, and he finds a chance to nutmeg my little brother, and he does it with, like, ferocious kicking power to nutmeg him, and it was gonna hit my, it was immediately gonna hit, it was, it could have had the chance if my dad wasn't, if my dad wasn't, like, he was kneeling he was going from like you know when when you pray you kneel down and rise up so he was on the on the moment of rising up and it could have hit my dad's face i wish it did i wish it did. It would have been like not just because it's bad for my dad but just to just to show the, the pain is <laughs> i like i want i want the most amount of destruction with the least amount of casualties that's why i'm enjoying life i'm a, I'm a destructive human being I like it, you know, and, um, so, yeah, that happened, and, um, oh, yeah, the, what's it called, Jerry Seinfeld once said that in a car accident, I wonder why that quote came out so smooth, but, yeah, that's how I want life to be, I want the most amount of destruction with the least amount of damage, the least amount of casualties, that's why I enjoy in life, that's why I like fireworks, no, that's why. This if no fuck it. Let's not get into this. But um, uh, no. If 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 the Lebanese explosion was just some sort of test in like far away area in like Area Fifty One, I would want to see it. Okay, I would want to see it. And like some other planet where they want to test weapons or something. I would want to be there to see it. You know, I just I just like explosions. You know, that's why action movies are great. Um. So yeah, that happened. And I really enjoyed myself. Uh, I mainly had a conversation with the wife with his brother-in-law, which my with my brother's and brother-in-law's brother-in-law. So, in simple terms, he's the husband of my brother-in-law's sister. That makes sense. And he was he was an interesting guy. I really enjoyed the conversation with him. He would be laughing and all that shit. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed myself. It was funny. And, you know, even my sister was like, yo, what were you talking to the, the so-and-so? You look like you were enjoying yourself. Like, I've never seen you enjoy yourself in front of, you know, guests before. So that that showed to me how much I enjoyed it. And uh, at the end, when everybody was, like, having a conversation, I was just leaning left and right, you know, like, just happy with a smile and all that shit. And I had tiramisu. Oh, I love tiramisu. That's my favorite dessert. Tiramisu is great. Tiramisu is brilliant. Maybe because of the sort of uh, coffee liqueur. Well, not coffee liqueur. Fuck. No, because of the... That means liquor. Because of the coffee in it. Um. Um. Yeah, maybe because of the coffee. So it's like a little bit of coffee. Like a little bit of dark chocolate is mixed. Puts me in the mood. You know, I can't wait till I'm 30 and I need coffee. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait till I'm 30 and my metabolism grows and I can finally try, like, ketogenic diets. I can finally try diets rather than be bulk McGee. Anyways, guys, this has been episode 8. Sorry for the delayed uh, post, uh, but I hope you enjoy it. I really do. And, you know, love you all. Thank you for listening. And thank you for over 150 downloads. Hopefully we hit 200 by this episode. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
I love you all. I love you so much. That was the end of the episode. Bye.